It is about leveraging the customer journey, infusing the metrics and the data and real hardcore facts about the customer experience and overlaying that with the heart, with the human factors, with the sentiments. When you meld that together across the customer journey, you get a real sense of the ability to win customers, keep them, including your employees who have to deliver that experience, that excellence. Welcome to the Simple Brand Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you create simple experiences for your customers and for your team members. Each week, we're bringing you amazing interviews with business leaders and authors who will teach you how to differentiate your business with the one thing your customers need the most, simplicity. Your customers live in a complex world. Let's make it simple. Now, here's your host, Matt Lyles. I know you've heard me say this before, but I'm saying it again just to make sure it sinks in. If you want to differentiate your brand, it's not going to come from your marketing. It's not going to come from your pricing, your price compared to others. The way to differentiate your brand, the way to brand out from the crowd, is in the experience you deliver, your customer experience. Now, the concept of CX customer experience, it's been around for well over a decade. So you'd think most brands would have it down by now. But sadly, too many don't. Too many brands still don't fully understand what customer experience is. Spoiler alert, it's not customer service. Too many brands don't fully understand where customer experience begins and where it ends. Too many brands don't fully understand how to orchestrate the entire customer experience while so many customer interactions are owned and managed by different functional areas. Too many brands don't understand how to do CX right. And that's why I was excited to talk with Stacy Sherman this week. Stacy is an award-winning certified customer experience keynote speaker. She's an author, she's a Forbes contributor, and she's the founder of Doing CX Right, a heart and science framework that accelerates customer loyalty, referrals, and revenue through engaged employees. And she's the host of the Doing CX Right podcast. And here's one of the many things that I love about Stacy that helps her brand out from the crowd. While she's considered one of the top customer experience thought leaders, she doesn't just bring her lessons from an academic perspective or from a consulting role. Stacy brings real-life examples and customer experience best practices from actually being in the trenches. She's held leadership roles at major companies like Verizon, Martha Stewart, Wilton Brands, and AT&T. And she's still leading an active role in customer experience as she's currently the head of customer experience and employee engagement at Schindler Elevator Corporation. Stacy and I talk about her lessons on customer experience and how to have all of your teams bought into it, all so you can ensure that you're doing CX right. 
So here it is. Here's my interview with Stacy Sherman. Hi, Stacy. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, well, I am excited for you to be here. Um, I started following you and, and I think we connected on LinkedIn, you know, sometime within the past year. So I've really enjoyed your customer experience lessons that you share. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And now, so I got to say, I'm not currently looking for a new job, but I was on LinkedIn recently and I saw a job posting and it was for a director of customer experience or head of customer experience. And so I decided to read the job posting. But then as I read it, I started realizing, hey, wait a second, this job role is actually really over customer service. Mm. So clearly there's still a confusion as to what customer experience really is. And I'd like to hear from you. How do you define the difference between customer service and customer experience? You are hitting a pet peeve of mine. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, customer service is not customer experience. They are not one and the same. Customer service is a part of customer experience, but it is not interchangeable. So I love the question. And I love that you are smart enough to look at that job description differently from what reality is. Customer service has been around for a very long time. And that makes sense why people will often still say customer service when in fact, it's much bigger than that. Customer experience is about an entire journey of how people interact with brands, how they learn, become aware, which is certainly a marketing big play there, how they buy. Is it Salesforce? Is it a retail store? Is it e-commerce? There's many channels, but there's all these different micro moments within the buying experience. How does a customer get and use and pay their bill? and get help. That get help is the customer service component, whether it's an 800 number, an online chat, that's help. And it's a very important part. If everything else goes well in buying and getting and using their product, but getting help is so difficult, it will override earlier parts of the journey. So to conclude my answer, Customer experience is the entire experience in totality that must be measured, that must be designed from an outside in. And it is not just the traditional terms of customer service where you get help. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad we're on the same page and we're on the same CX team here. (laughs) Yes. But I also really, really appreciate how you included that aware portion in the customer experience as well. I don't think that enough customer experience leaders or customer experience experts focus as much on that awareness piece of the journey. When I hear people talk about the customer journey, they'll talk about that interaction where they're actually interfacing with the company at that point of purchase, so to speak, and not so much any of the marketing, the content marketing, all that goes into educating the customer before purchase. Absolutely. I know that it is so essential to think about the customer 
even before they buy. It's so early, the impact, the perceptions, before you even get to know that someone's thinking about buying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that helps you better understand who is willing to buy, but also helps you better understand, okay, based on what I know about this person, am I offering the right services? Am I offering the right products? What do I need to do to better evolve my products to meet their needs? Yes. It's very important to talk to customers, whatever is being designed, whatever, if it's a new bill payment process, if it's a new feature, if it's value propositions in your market messaging, it has to be validated with real customers. And the challenge or mistake oftentimes is that people will talk to their employees, which is good, but they're not the end customer. So I caution, you have to marry the employee view and the voice of the customer. And there's a whole process around it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that you focus on teaching, and you actually have your own podcast of doing CX right, and you work on teaching people how to do customer experience right. But I want to understand, because you mentioned some companies make mistakes, I want to understand from you, how are businesses doing customer experience wrong today? Oh, great question. How are they doing wrong? And I'll tell you, those are really good, teachable moments. I always say that even about bad bosses. They sometimes teach me more than the good ones on what not to do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So... What they're doing wrong, for example, they will implement a process. I was just talking to uh, another woman about this example. I'll go online. I'll chat with a bot. I'll finally get to a human. The human can't answer my question. They route me to another chat agent, but my conversation never followed. Now I have to repeat the question again. Yeah. So... That's not necessary. That's low-hanging fruit (laughs) to be able to make it easy for the customer. And that's just a perfect example. That is not easy. That is frustrating. And it didn't have to be. So number one answer is communication or lack of. Communication uh, with the customer or communication throughout the organization? All the above. Okay. Yeah. We could spend the entire episode just on this one topic. Oh, wow. And that is one thing that I did want to talk about was, especially when you have larger and larger corporations and companies that have different functional areas that own a piece of the customer experience. And it makes it that much harder to create What's ideal is the seamless customer experience. So how can these functional areas communicate with each other to ensure that the customer experience is seamless? So the answer is really simple. In practice, companies aren't doing it enough, but the answer is really, really basic. It's called get everybody together in a room or a virtual room and Design the customer journey together and 
bring the marketing people into that awareness conversation? How do customers, prospects learn and become aware that you exist? And then if it's a sales channel where they buy, bring them into the room and your finance people on how do you pay and bring everybody together. And where I tell my team, like CX people get to be the glue. We break silos. We bring people together. And that's where companies can really benefit by having an ownership, bring people together, problem solve together, but not their problems, what they hear the customers say. And it isn't hard. It's just the intention and the follow through. I like how you talked about the CX people. Like if you're thinking of the team, the group that owns CX, it's not that they own everything and they're responsible and accountable for all those things. They're the glue that helps hold it all together. I always thought of it as an orchestrator type role. Absolutely. I say that all the time. We help bring the the band together and the instruments to play wonderfully together. However, you absolutely need a champion at the top. Otherwise, you're spinning your wheels because I have burnt a lot of calories trying to be the glue. Mm -hmm. And if people are not really focused in the same direction, then you can imagine how the music sounds. Oh, yeah. It's a cacophony. Is that, is that how you say it? <laughs> not a symphony. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, and so when you talk about bringing everyone into the room like that, so I can imagine, and then, you know, based on my own experiences too, I know that there are some people and some functional areas and teams that are more willing to be in that room, that are more willing to buy into customer experience than others. And some of those other functional areas may consider themselves not even customer facing. How can you help those functional areas buy into customer experience? Absolutely. I literally go to every department and my team does the same. And we say, you have a customer experience job. It doesn't need to be in your title. And back office people will say, no, I don't. I said, let's sit down. Let's talk. Let me show you how you have a customer experience job. Because even if you're not talking to the customer directly, what you do is having a huge impact for the front line to be able to do what they do to deliver customer excellence. And without you, they wouldn't be able to. And we'll go into real examples and then they'll walk away and say, I got it. Now I understand. And then they feel more empowered and will do what's right even when the boss isn't looking. Oh, wow. That's great. I think it helps for people to understand how their role impacts the overall experience. It's like no matter what role you think you're playing, here's what the role is. Here's how it impacts everything. Yes. Did you know that in addition to my podcast and my articles, I speak to audiences all over to help them simplify their customer experience and simplify their employee experience? I've spent the last few years leading a crusade of simplicity across the globe. If you want a winning brand, you have to provide a simple experience to your customers and to your team members. 
whether it's a live event or a virtual event, I'd love to partner with you and teach your audience how to do just that. With over a decade in marketing, I know how to hook and captivate an audience. And as a speaker, I know how to connect with that audience. Along with my lessons, I use stories and humor to keep everyone engaged and inspired. Then they leave with the knowledge and next steps to transform their business. As an event planner, you're managing lots of details to give your audience the most memorable event. The last thing you need is a speaker who will make your event memorable for all the wrong reasons. Not only will I leave your audience energized and inspired, I'll make it easy for your team to work with me. Hey, if I've built my brand around simplicity, then you know I'm going to make it simple for you. When you visit mattliles.com speaking, you'll find everything you need to know, including details on my topics, promotional materials, and most importantly, a link to connect with my team so we can book your event. So visit mattliles.com speaking. I can't wait to help your audience brand out from the crowd. So at that point, then, what are the areas that you would need to look at to better understand what your customer is experiencing across those interactions? Again, it's designing the customer journey. It is walking in the customer's shoes literally step-by-step and designing, for example, how will my customer buy, looking at these AirPods in front of me, (laughs) how will they buy it? Well, there's a lot of channels. What makes sense for our company with the budget we have, with the resources we have? Are we set up for them to buy it online, e-commerce with a credit card? Or do they have to go into the retail store? Define what it is and make sure that you're also giving them multiple options to be able to buy it where they want to buy it. And it's asking your customer. I find that also very valuable as companies are deciding, should we offer online chat on our website? Is it worth investing? Because there's a lot of tools and technology and a person, a human who has to be at the end of that chat log conversation Should we invest in it? Well, I say, well, let's actually ask the customer. Would they use it? If they had all these options, would they use it? Why or why not? And there's a series of feedback. And by the way, the feedback and the questions is a science and an art to inform your decisions. But at the end of the day, ask your customers. They'll tell you. And that informs your business decisions, spending the right place, the right time, the right resources in those critical moments. Yeah, absolutely. It's a novel concept, uh, (laughs) asking the customer. (laughs) We're talking basics here, but I live in reality. I, in the trenches, working in different companies, it's my day job, and I know the reality and it's not easy. Why? That's a whole nother story. But I'm encouraging listeners to take away the fear, take away the challenges and the obstacles and realize this is so simple. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to be able to save yourself so much time and resources and efforts when you take that approach 
instead of building or designing something without even asking the customer and then realizing way down the road that it's not what they need and it doesn't fit their needs and you have to redesign it again. Absolutely. You really save yourself money by doing the work up front before you launch, before you invest, before you pull your resources off of something else. It makes a lot of sense in so many reasons. And you talk about asking the customer, like actually talking to them. This was something that I didn't even realize until, you know, later in my career. A lot of people rarely realize this. I think it's also important to actually observe the customer. It's as important to observe the customer as much as it is to actually ask them. Because sometimes a customer may say one thing, like you were saying earlier, actually walk in their shoes. If you walk throughout their day, observe them throughout their day, then you're going to find other opportunities that they may not even think of to say. Absolutely. That comes into play especially for digital experiences, user experience, UX, which is a piece, a component of customer experience. So if you're going to design a web experience, a web portal, a self-serve portal for people to get information, pay their bill, et cetera, you have to design it where you're testing prototypes and concepts that it's designed where it's intuitive, but not intuitive from your view as a coder, but from a real customer who has to use it. And if they don't find it easy and enjoyable, they won't use it. And you built it for no reason. Exactly right. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, it based on their perception during UX testing, you may ask, you know, well, what was it easy to find this particular page, this particular piece of information. And they may say, yeah, that was fairly easy. But then you go back and look, yeah, but it took you like 10 different tries looking for it. And you spent five times the amount of time that we expected you to spend looking for it. So you said one thing, but we observed that maybe it wasn't as easy as we'd like for it to be. Agree. We talk about talking to the customer and observing the customer in that approach And I know that there's other research measurements we can take with our customers throughout the customer experience. You think of like NPS, you know, net promoter score. I'm curious to know from you, what do you think are some of the best methods to measure your customer experience with your customers? I believe that NPS is a great start. I believe that for companies who don't know where to begin, it's certainly a good benchmark for information. However, don't stop. Don't stop there. You really have to dig into the why they'll recommend or not. And my favorite is level of effort. Yes. How easy or difficult is it to get help, to buy, to return, to all these micro moments and the level of effort of easy or difficult? Because if it is hard, If it is challenging, if there's friction, you bet they're not going to recommend. So that's a favorite of mine. Yeah, mine too. Absolutely. Just the level of effort and and understanding, is there any friction throughout the customer experience? And where is that? Yes, important. Now, you've got a framework 
to customer experience. You call it your your heart and science framework. Can you walk me through that? Yes. It is about leveraging the customer journey, infusing the metrics and the data and real hardcore facts about the customer experience and overlaying that with the heart, with the human factors, with the sentiments. And when you meld that together across the customer journey, you get a real sense of the ability to win customers, keep them, including your employees who have to deliver that experience, that excellence. That's what that is at a very high level. It's humanizing business with the data, and there's a a real framework to do that. And, you know, when we talk about humanizing the business, that reaches the hearts, that reaches the emotions of customers. Where do you see opportunities to better humanize the customer experience? Every point of the customer journey, every single interaction point, there is a need for empathy, for real understanding, for what I call the heart and removing out of process, removing, well, this is the way we've always done it, removing (laughs) that this is the checkbox of how we, this flows on a flow chart. (laughs) There's processes is created for a reason, but the customer must never feel it. What do you mean by that? In other words, process is in place to keep organizations have an orderly flow so that there's consistency, that there's a step one, a step two, a step three, a step four, so that everything can function together. Right. But the customer must not feel such a rigid approach, rather that there's gray in between the black and white of the way companies do business. And there's got to be room empowerment for employees to be able to handle when a mistake happens. Is it just, this is the protocol, this is it, this is all I can do for you? Or is this you empower them to be able to turn the unhappy customer around. And what is that? What are you empowering them to do? So that's why I say there's protocols, there's governance, there's process that's driven from the inside, but not at the detriment of making a customer feel that they're cared for, that the humans actually understand their pain points and work with them, that they feel like you have their back. There's a balance. Oh, gotcha. So the experience feels like it is more customer-centric versus process-centric. Correct. Gotcha. There has to be the balance. Not Companies are often leaning too much on their internal process as opposed to what's really good for the customer. Right. Doing what's right for the customer versus what's right for the company. Correct. And again, it's a balance because the company has to make money. It's why it exists. Yeah. But companies, when they lean too much on just profit focus, in the end, it won't last. Of course. Yeah, absolutely right. 
One of the things you mentioned earlier was the employees that are tied to the customer experience. And that's the other side of the customer experience is the employee experience. So I'm curious to know from you, how do you think employee experience ties to customer experience? They go hand in hand tremendously. There, there is no customer experience without the employee engaged, committed to customer experiences and delivering what's best in class for them. A company is not a building or a logo. It's people working together and I believe on behalf of the customer. So employees make it happen. And when leaders really understand that and they treat their employees the way that they feel like they, as as if they own the business, that they care, that they are taken care of, that they, that people have their back, they pay it forward to the customer and the customer feels it. So they're so linked. Well, then what are some of the ways that leaders can better drive that employee experience in order to link it and in order to make sure that it is linked to the customer experience? Same answer as before. It's making sure it's personalized. It's not just process, that there's a real human element. In other words, when you onboard an employee, Is it, here's just a checkbox of send them a computer, send them a, an A didn't even come on time. That's that's (laughs) another topic, but right. There's a whole protocol of onboarding a new employee, but did anyone actually talk to the employee? Did anybody literally walk them through, well, here's where you can find all this important information on the intranet, or did you just give them a piece of paper and let them go fish in the big ocean? So it's the same thing. It's it's a, a sense of caring and training and helping people in the way they need it. I will need a different level of help to navigate when I first arrive somewhere than you might. Well, a leader that can really understand our needs and then cater to them, not in a cookie cutter approach, is great leadership. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so to hear all this, it sounds like to make sure that you're providing the ideal employee experience and customer experience is understanding them as an individual with individual needs and providing a humanized approach that meets their needs. Yes, it is definitely a essential component of CX. Excellent. Well, Stacey, um, I have learned a lot from you today and I've enjoyed learning about your approach to CX and employee experience as well. And But I know there's so much more we can learn from you. Where can people go to learn more from you? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, so my website has everything, doingcxright.com. I'm also on all the social media channels. I spend the most time on LinkedIn, which you can find under my name, Stacy Sherman, no Ian Stacy. I'm also on Twitter. And Instagram is under doingcxright. 
And um, yeah, a lot of information, my blog articles, all of them are action oriented, my podcast doing CX right and uh, mentoring people to do it right as well. There you go. So helping other leaders and businesses do CX right. Yep. One business at a time. Exactly. Cool. Literally. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Stacey, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate this. Appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Stacy Sherman. So go and visit her at doingcxright.com. You'll find even more lessons and more resources around getting your teams engaged to deliver an outstanding customer experience every single time. And be sure and check out her podcast. It's called Doing CX Right. I think two of my favorite episodes are episode 12 with Ryan Estes and episode 23 with Joey Coleman. And speaking of podcasts, if you're enjoying the Simple Brand podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's going to make it a lot simpler for you to get future episodes like the next one featuring Jeremy Miner. Jeremy's the founder and chairman of Seventh Level. It's a global sales training company. He's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, and lots of other publications. Jeremy and I talk about his lessons on being able to sell to anyone today. And spoiler alert, it's all about being a problem finder and a problem solver, not a product pusher. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. You'll want to hear the full discussion. So go ahead and subscribe. You'll automatically get Jeremy's episode as soon as it's live. Until then, keep it simple. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Simple Brand Podcast. Want to make your listening experience simple and automatically receive each new episode? Visit our website, simplebrandpodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. If you're finding value from the Simple Brand Podcast, leave us a rating or review. That helps us get the show to the ears of the people who need it most. Be sure to catch Matt right here next week. Same Matt time, same Matt channel. Until then, keep it simple.